That's right, Freaky Friday. The collar is off. The gloves are off. Bring in my boy, Thunder Dan, at Thunder Dan DFS. Pretty, pretty good handle. You got on that one. Nice, man. Thanks, Thunder bro. Dan TD from Rotoball. What's going on, kid? Another one of the goats in the MLB gambling space. You know, we're few and far between. Not too many not too many maniacs out there covering the yeah. way we do. Thunder Dan, what's going on, kiddo? Man, it's good to be here, John. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I, you should know I regard you as one of the goats, and uh, I'm happy to be on here with you. Um, and as you said, when we talked about what we're going to talk about today, just pure degeneracy. Um, it is. There's just not too many of us that are as addicted to this de- a game as you and I and how we just grind it every day, and it's a long season. And Yeah, but you know um, what? We build it one further here at Cole to depend all the usual suspects. Up in the waiting room already, Brian Rose, Joshua C, OPMG, what's going on? Jeff L, Tyler C, Fire Sports, Insight, yes, yes, y'all, you don't stop. We're here to rock the short shot, and we're going to keep our eye on that Daily K leader. Make sure you follow all of Dan's work. Dan, this is kind of your wheelhouse. You're kind of one of my strikeout guys. Like you're one of my pitching prop guys, is what I yeah. say. I didn't mean to put you in, in the hole with just strikeout. Something I've spoke about, and I'm very honest about my – I'm very honest about everything. And I – Began as kind of a general market better. I got big with the F5 stuff would before. Not say I was the first one doing it, but it really was not prevalent. People were not onto it. It was considered a soft market at that point. Now mm-hmm. it's no longer a soft market. The books mm-hmm. are taking it down. They're hiding it from us. They're playing with the prices. They're changing the run lines. It's quite insane. Meanwhile, they're advertising no run first inning, bet, 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 parlays, you know. So you yeah. kind of know where what, what you're doing. But long story short is, you know, I've got not say court, but I'm part of that. Tangle, and I have found that's not the only spot to get edges. Betting has become legalized. The menu for sports betting, if you're sharp, like people like yourself, hopefully someone like myself too, all that data we got is leading to some plus EV stuff. So I know I see your work sometimes go, that's a really good bet. You know, I just don't see it because I don't physically get to it. So before we go game to game, we're going to go a million miles an hour. It's hard to get to everything. What I always yeah. want to know first is, Dan, when you're looking, because this is your thing, you do you look at it, is it the pitcher with the strikeout stuff? Is it the team that strikes out first? And it's got to be a combination of both. I mean, when those worlds collide is where we get really excited. Um, but, it, it, you know, you have to have, a, I don't know, a gut feel on certain guys. So I think by this time of the year, we kind of, you know, the, the days of like, well, this guy's got a new pitch and this guy's got a new pitch mix. You know, guys have settled into what they're doing and what they're yeah. throwing. And sure, there's there's changes and they're they're adapting as the season goes along. But we're we're starting to see a decent sample size of who these guys are, um, and and what their strikeout rates are. I mean, strikeouts are one of the things that stabilize first and foremost uh, for, for strikeout rates for hitters and for pitchers, which is one of the reasons why I love that market. It's like it is obviously crazy stuff happens every night, right? You get of like Chris, Chris Bassett strikes up. 15 guys or whatever, or, you know, or like Zach Leffelin had a game where he struck out no one and everyone got furious, but like, obviously yep. that's going to happen. But this is the, one of the more predictable markets, I think. On yeah, I like, I like to build, you know, tapestries, I don't know what you call it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just like to build up the input stats the best I can. And again, if you're curious and like to follow along, I know we've been getting some new listeners, which, Hey, kudos to us. Cause most baseball stuff is kind of running out of steam. Right now, we're heading to the All-Star break. Most people don't care about fantasy. They're out. Most people are not betting the way we are every day. The shows are even kind of like mailing it in, getting ready for football. Well, not around here, no. Mr. Dan, as you as you, as you will know. No, I don't want to hear about football. Like Football starts to th- – they think they're going to take over the next two months, and it's still baseball season. So Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. You know what's funny? As a content guy, like I am drafting stuff at nighttime, but – too much focus on that. It's just it's highly unpredictable in the first place. Like you right. really want to get a little bit closer, especially if it's fantasy. People best ball, that's part of the game is the weirdness. Right. You don't draft season-long fantasy right now. It's just like you're being impatient. Go watch baseball. All right. right. Let's do some baseball stuff. First up, man, I mean the biggest disappointments in the league right now. You know, I'm not even looking at the Mets, but the Padres, Seth Lugo on the bump, minus 140 against Ashcraft. I always worry about the Lugo workload really up and down as far as the stats go. You know, he keeps it down on the ground, so that's normally his saving grace. On the other side, it's Ashcraft. I mean, we don't really want to back – or I sure, I don't want to speak for you. I no. see Cincinnati similar to Coors. I don't really like to back sides in these environments. So for me, Dan, I generally say it's an over or yeah. nothing at all. And I wonder if you agree on this one. 
these environments also make it hard to go over on props because you don't want to get annihilated, right? You don't want to go over an Ashcraft prop because you might give up five in the first inning. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you were like, I was looking at earned runs uh, allowed, and it was like, you know, over two five for Ashcraft, but it was way juiced, juiced way up. And I'm thinking, you know, what happens? What happens? You know, if, if he gets run early, or what happens if he you get that weird game where he pitches four or five innings and only gives up two, and then all of a sudden the bullpen gets smashed. I mean, uh, it's it's really tough. I don't really like much in that in this game. I, I like what you said, over or nothing. I do have it over as far as projected total, but um, even strikeouts. Like usually we can target the Reds for strikeouts, but Lugo is not a strikeout guy. Has a like a seven percent swinging strike rate. Yeah. Uh, even for five strikeouts, I'm nervous there because he could get run early or he could just you know, pitch to contact, which they seem to have him doing right now, just throwing a sinker and not letting him throw uh, his you know, his slider too much. Yeah, interesting. Often enough, you know, we're looking at this key leaderboard. Yeah, of course, one or two of my – I generally like to build like a five-player kind of – it's almost about like playing roulette, like a little portfolio. Sure. Yeah, one of them is going to be all the way at the back of the board, Grant, because we know anybody can win. Ranger Suarez actually took one of these down at 120 to 1. It's happened a, co- a couple times. Yeah. But, but the right, the big but is – I still think you need some underpinning strikeout stuff, you know? Yeah. So that, so for me, like, it's not at this game. That's where I've kind of passed. Last one, just really quick. Because whenever I get people that are into this stuff, I always like to get all the opinions. Yeah, please. Yeah. I, and again, this is probably part of my, my problem, is I'm not a big fan of runs. I used to never bet them. Now I find I have to bet them all the time because that's where the, the odds are. We're also in a heavy offensive environment, like I mentioned. I right. very rarely, if ever, post. I don't know if I've ever posted an 011. Yeah. Do you do that, or is it no. is it okay if I'm just like whatever? I don't think. I mean, even in I don't even like bent overs and cores that often when they're up over 11. Yeah, 13, no. 12, and it, it may hit. Wait, we know it. They hit. It sure. Happens. But like, yeah, 10, I'm into it. Yeah. You know what I'd rather do? And again, this speaks to the degeneracy of the comment section here and us included. But yeah. also, as it gets legal, listen, there's nothing wrong with being sharp. And in environments like this, I would much rather go over to, again, I don't have the sponsor yet, so we could name them. I'd much rather go to Price Picks or Jock Market or Drafters or one of these things and do like a five-player single-game parlay yeah. and just run it that way. And if the thing blows up, you might hit like a 20-to-1 on this bad boy instead of trying to figure out which guy got the over bases. I know the other day, right, the Angels scored 4,000 runs in Colorado and Otani didn't, Otani, yeah. he didn't go over his bases. He hit six home runs the next day. So yeah. bases are really weird. You know, yesterday Nimmo walked. I wanted to puke. He ended up hitting the home run. You, you just never know. It's very, 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 very wonky, right? Very I can't volatile, fit all yeah. the So let's move it up. Next up, my boy and our Nats. This is one of the uh, – right, this show, Dan, right, we start from scratch. We're kind of like the weird underdogs. Right yeah. Around here, like you know, like the weird outspoken underdogs. So that's why we love these Nats, man. They put up a hell of a fight all they the do. time. One of the days I am willing to bet on them is when either Josiah Gray or Mackenzie Gore's on the bump. Yeah, I've been into Gray. You get a little bit of up and down, you know, the ERA at three four, but a lot of the indicators start to creep up because the works yeah. sometimes can be an issue, right? Yeah. That I think we know. The thing is, on the road, he's been very good at home, and we know Washington is a good hitting environment. So there really might be something to that split, 2-5 ERA on the road. But more importantly, right, three-quarter of a home or nine. So I think I posted Washington with the first five run line. I kind of – I like seeing if I can cash on a tie game. The odds were plus. So, Jay, let, let me get that because I know I post that one. So I'm going to take the run line here. The other side is Philly. The offense is starting to get up off the mat. But I think we can beat him to five outs. I just wonder if maybe I underestimated this guy, Sanchez. I'm looking Sanchez. at it now. Christopher Sanchez, he's pretty, 26K he's to five walk, 20K yeah. BB, 30 CSW. What do you think, Dan? Well, it's real small sample size because he hasn't yeah. pitched I don't much. know what we're going to get from him. Yeah, he's very much a wild card. Um, his, his, it doesn't have many innings pitched this year. He didn't pitch a lot last year. He's a younger pitcher, but like not some kind, not like a big-name prospect or anything like that either. Just been like a, a guy who they've used as a – a filler oh, when they need a one, one more thing, yeah. even though he had a couple innings, 75 pitch max. That was the thing that I forgot. The reason yeah. why I know I saw the stats but didn't jump on the guy because I was talking about tapestry stuff. Yeah, is that I, I, I really, right? One thing we didn't mention is you really want to get 90 pitches, right? From these yeah, guys, I have to. yeah, I don't for know if K-Prop. we're going to. It seems like that's a cap there. Yeah, and I, I never attack Washington with K props really with lefties or righties, they just don't strike out, they just yeah. don't strike out, especially against lefties. So um, there's nothing I don't know part of Sanchez 
Um, I, I don't mind your Washington bet. I think it's, you know, once you get the the first five is the way to go because their bullpen's not very good. Yeah. Um, you know, Mackenzie Gore is probably my favorite guy to bet just because he's elite. Uh, and Gray is just kind of hit and miss. Uh, I yeah. mean, Gore, when Gore is on, he's on like he, you know, just the other day against San he's Diego. He's money, yeah. Lights out, right? Uh, Gray is okay. Just hasn't had. Listen, I run him on the road. I run Gray on the road. Yeah. And I'll run Gore. You can run Gore almost anywhere. He's been, oh man, he's been one of the best like F5. Right. It's best. really about walks with him. Yeah. If he doesn't walk guys, he's, he's really efficient, really good. Um, yeah. I think you made a great point. Right, and that kind of tied in what I was asking before. Although Washington is kind of funny, right? So you mentioned it, 20% K last 500 plate appearances. Single-digit swing strike rate, those are top five. And yeah. 89% in-zone contact, that's top three. But if, believe it or not, like they don't walk, and they kind of chase quite a bit, which is weird. The it's chase weird. rate is up high. But you know what I think it is? Though the chase rate is high, the contact rate is so high, it's not like they're chasing multiple, multiple, multiples. It's like yeah. they attack early, like they swing a lot. You know what's funny? As I mentioned it, we talk more about – uh, strikeout stuff. I think I need to add swing percentage um, into the into my kind of matrix there because I think the aggressive nature of the team really matters. So yeah, we're really I exciting. Mean, not betting much so far. How about the yeah, next one? Uh, no, that's fine. I mean, I, you wanted one thing from Washington. I would. I mean, Lane Thomas has been a money maker against lefties. Like his splits, and I don't know if you're. I wanted to ask you this question: How big you weight splits versus some of these other stats? But his splits versus lefties are insane. Yeah, you know, it's hard to deny. And the more you talk to the quant guys, right? You talk to Johnny, you talk to Derek, they'll tell you it doesn't exist. Talk to a couple players, and they'll tell you, I physically see the ball come out of the hand faster, and that's what right. helps. Right. So like, when I hear that, I'm like, it's not like lefty, right? It's like, it's like you get up and you can hit lefties, but you can't hit righties. It has yeah. to do with that a lot of times. Sure. The way it comes out, you just happen to see the ball a little bit better. And in this game of ours, a, a millisecond, is an, is a huge advantage. That's that's what I tend to think. That's what I tend to think that it is. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I didn't really, man, I didn't even really realize that. I don't know. It's hard to Jay bring it up. Is what's Elaine Thomas total base look like? If it's one like fifteen or better, I think we should. I think we should hit it. My man is right. In fact, I like that better than I like the the F five. Well, man, I'm like the F five elbow guy, Dan. And I'm over the, here like struggling. <laughs> what's his um... truth? The books. The books have been. You know they're messing that, and it's again, it's part of the business. It's part of the natural. The, it's part of the natural push and pull. Though, I wish there were regulation. You know, what's the uh, hits, runs, RBIs? There, I'm just curious. Oh, that's, that's another one too. See, also very sharp. Oh, uh, I think. Yeah. See, now here we go. Do you have a on a single play? Um, we're we're getting all the goodness. Do you have a a limit that you'll pay on juice, Dan? That's another thing that I uh, that I think holds me up. I think yeah, it holds me up. Juice. I mean, one fifty, one sixty. You start to get. You start to get in that ballpark where you're like, is this worth? Is this a plus EV bet? You know? Okay. Uh, I think, like, I was wondering what it would be with Thomas because he's a guy who, because he leads off and gets probably five at bats and gets on, has good on base yeah. percentage. Jay, total bases? Is usually up around 140. So 145 is not bad considering Sanchez is just kind of okay. But um, maybe total bases would be better value there. One of, what was it? Yeah, I think league? going by the price, yeah. right? If we're counting the price, which I think you need to. Yeah, I think I think total base is the answer. Although I kind of I can you know I call these numbers and I, I cite them and stuff. Player props about what to call you out. What's up, Jack? Um, the bullpen stuff for Philadelphia has been awesome, which I know it's yep. not necessarily the stickiest stuff, especially because it depends on usage, situation, and timing and stuff. But a lot of times these things do kind of happen in waves, and like a bullpen performs and it kind of catch fire. That would be the only thing to keep me off it. But yeah, Lane Thomas been a damn goat. All right, next up Minnesota and Pablo Lopez. On the bump against Baltimore and Dean Kramer. This one again, I thought was a misprice. I was seeing Minnesota around even money. And again, what's been getting me in trouble so <laughs> far this season, Dan, has been trying to bet on pitching because I'm a pitching guy. And it sure. seems like Minnesota is a perfect example of, uh, and this, <laughs> this is a perfect yeah. spot that I would normally get nuked is I think I have the pitching edge, but the offense is kind of outmatched. And yeah. I end up losing these things like one to nothing. But yeah. I've got Minnesota F5. I really like this one. Lopez has been dealing 666 OPS. I mean, and just everything, 30% K rate, 15 swinging strike, 71 first strike, 39 O swing. I mean, he's doing all of yeah. it. He's even keeping the ball down. Kramer, I don't know if I'm really buying it. You know, expected ERA at five and three quarters. Sure, he yeah. doesn't walk people. I'll give him that. But the ball's in the air a ton. So like 40% fly ball, double-digit bow rate. I don't know. I could see this guy kind of getting roughed up today. He's not been great at home, and lefties have kind of 
done real damage against him. I don't know if the Twins have any good lefties. So I, I, mean, I got, give me Minnesota <laughs> F five. I like the price, DJ. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm in. I'm in on that. That's fine. I I wanted to talk more about Pablo because he's a guy at the top of my strikeout projection list, which means I think he could be a value here at, at plus one thousand. Uh, he's your third best odds on Vandal. Okay. At the K leader. Uh, I have him up over seven and a half strikeouts. I mean, uh, Baltimore's not necessarily a huge strikeout team, but they're right around league average or a little above it. Plus, they have some guys in there like O'Hearn and Aaron Hicks that have been filling in who are who've been good for them, but who are also swinging and miss guys too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Pablo, be, I I would start at Pablo. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on Freddie or Shane. Yeah, Pablo goes in the bucket for sure. So Dan, that's what we're doing. Don't be afraid. We're not locking stuff in. If you yeah. like somebody, we're putting them in like the bin. And then at the end, you know, I don't want to play twelve people. No. But earlier on last week, I we got out. Not saying we got out ahead of ourselves, but I like let's say three in a row. And I thought maybe we could end up at ten, and we only ended up at the regular five and playing them all anyway. So that's an yeah. excellent, excellent, excellent call. And again, I think that's that's another spot mm-hmm. where you have to say. Baseball is ridiculously variant. Pablo has all of the tools to put up double-digit strikeout. You heard, and I didn't even go through it all, but you heard the underpinning stuff for the K stuff. It's all, all there. All right, next up, this one, this is a little more interesting. I'm past this one pretty much right over to you. I know I'm under on the F5. I don't want to bury the lead. It's Milwaukee Brewers and Freddie Peralta, who I used to love, man, love. Like, he has such filth, but he has been terrible on the road. Terrible on the road. 285 batting average allowed, 6 ERA, nearly 2 homer 9 against Osvaldo Beto, who actually has been very good. good. Sort of a whip that is is not really justified because the walk rate is low, the ball rate is low. Mm-hmm. I'm under F5 on this one. Do you think our, our strikeout guy may come from this, right? I'm under, meaning I like the pitching. I'm under, which means the model, my L, uh, moving averages model, is also low on the hitting. Both of these teams have at least a 25% strikeout rate. Last five HPAs, both have at least an 11 and a half swing strike rate. Both have a 84% zone contact max. Do you think the yeah. strikeout leader comes from this game, Danny? It certainly could. I mean, Peralta's the guy who has the, the- – the chops and the experience and, and probably pitches deeper if you if you wanted to, if you think you know which guy's going to you know probably pitch deeper into this game but uh Beto's been actually pretty pretty good and honestly the matchup for him is better with Milwaukee and I know you talk about last 500 at bats but like in your more recent sample sizes the last 100 or 200 they're trending up around 27 28 uh up around like Minnesota territory so I have Beto circled for strikeouts over four and a half I got Peralta circle over five and a half um, I mean, the odds for Peralta aren't great at plus 700, but Beto, we're way down to plus 2200. And if he, I mean, if the strikeout leader is only seven or eight tonight, I, he, he could definitely get there. We saw Mad Dan, Max. Dan Ark, the comment section is moving the, moving the lines as we speak. OPMG, look, look at you guys. Brian Rose, looking at you guys. It was, Beto was like 34, now he's down to 22. So, they, ooh. I, dude, this show, we're literally like FanDuel. I wouldn't be surprised if FanDuel has a mole up in here at some point. Oh, oh, okay. oh, he mentioned the game. Oh, they're up to the Milwaukee game. Drop so, it, yeah. You might not be – you might be on something there to see again. I think the reason I like that is because it's so sneaky. I think people, including myself, sometimes, Danny, we see the name and we think, ah, like he's not – not right. say he's no – like he's not anybody, but, you know, you could ah, I don't know the name. He's run of the mill. Pitch count. He, he hit 96 pitches. Yeah. Not the last outing, but the one before it was 89. But just because I think the inning ended there. Yeah. So, I man, that's a sharp play. Let, let's put Beto in the bucket for sure. I really like that. I yeah. really like that. You know, it's funny. The market, only half buying it. I feel like in the beginning of the season, Dan, that was a name that would have been all the way at the back. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, the market catches up so fast to these trends. Like Milwaukee, the last two weeks has been – like the best team to bet K props against. Yeah, like they're the a K team. machine in general. K machine, yeah. And it used to yeah. be lefties, and now it's righties. Like Scherzer, the last two nights, Scherzer and um, and Senga both went like eight and nine. Dan, another great point, dude. Thank you for being here. And I know everyone appreciates it. That's one of the K things that I think I need to not say ignore, but I don't shouldn't be weighing as much. A hitter strikes out. You know what I mean? I think we got to be careful striking out against lefties, striking out against righties. Because it depends on the sample and who the pitcher is. I think I think hitters that strike out, strike out. Yeah. Hitters that don't strike out, don't strike out. Although I also, to what you said about stabilization and what I was saying with waves, that does happen. Yesterday, I nailed a beauty, and it was Brandon Marsh under one strikeout, so to not strike out, at plus 180. 
Wow. But he hadn't he hasn't struck out I'm like I think once more than once in a game, it was like three weeks or four weeks or something. His, his K rate over, you know, 30 something games was like in the single digits. And you're going, you know, because hitters go again through these right. through right. these cycles. So I'm keeping a real eye on that. I know you're into that stuff. I always shout out my boy Maddie at least once a show because he's super sharp with that stuff. Our boy Frankie is into that stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. keeping an eye on K props, and I think. It takes a village, you know, and it's not like, sure. oh, I'm walking him and watching his and copying his. It's right. it takes a village. Everybody's kind of mining this stuff together because oh yeah, it, the menus are so robust, right? They're so robust. Right. I can't get to everything on my own. Right. I have other work to do. I just can't get through. I wish I could. I almost need like a young apprentice to start mashing as soon as the data comes out. You need somebody to start yeah. mashing through walk props. You know, I know Frankie's Maddie looks the night guy. before. Yeah, Maddie was like, and Frankie does the as like was on fire with walk props for a while. Got me to. Redo my model to project strikeouts and walks. So I look at yeah, those. Yeah, good. Day. That's great. See, look, um, right, right. Not being stubborn, being no. malleable. Um, last to thing to that for any of the new listeners, you know, you follow me on Twitter at John Legaza. The pin tweet will take you to Sharpener Link. Check out the Google Doc. It's open. You don't even have to pay for it anymore. I don't care. <laughs> and you check out these pitching sheets. I'm telling you, this my work is plus EV, dude. And oh, yeah. I've been scraping and running ball percentage greater than sign walk rate. It's 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 a it's a it's an eye opener. The same way that understanding swinging strike and zone contact is better than K rates, it really yeah. is. All right, let's move it up. So yeah, I, I like Beto goes in the basket. Peralta really Peralta those the road stuff really scares me. Sure, because you know that's one of those splits that like you don't know what my dude's up to. We don't know. I'm not putting any. I'm not pointing fingers, but I know some people when they, when they get away from their wife, they are out of control. They are <laughs> out of control, bro. They don't go to sleep. You know, yeah. and we just All don't right. know. So, party scene. Yeah, I, I have, I have a <laughs> right. I don't know what it's like, but you know what? With that kind of cheese, you could find a party, right? The oh, yeah. party can come to you. Oh yeah. So that's always the thing. I worry about that stuff because let's just say I, I've hung out with a couple of six road ERA guys in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, let's yeah. move it up. Boston Red Soccer's James Paxton. Again, if we're talking about K tapestry, has got to be part of it. He's looked really good. Three two ERA, one zero two WHIP. But 32% K to six walk, 25 K minus BB is awesome. 14 and a half swinging strike, 30 CSW. Check it all the boxes. 32 whiff rate and a sub 90 zone contact. It's been <laughs> it's been great. It's been like a reclamation for him. It's been like, right yeah, now, the, like the Renaissance, yeah. Yeah, Toronto offense has been good. Right, they're hitting the ball hard. However, the strikeout stuff it's there. 25% K only six and a half walk as a team. Uh, maybe Paxton. Is is a pop? I I'm like having a cross check. I didn't really get to look. He's at fifteen it's, to one, which is also a pretty nice play, all things considered. We know he's a pop yeah. for nine strikeouts, right? Yeah, I mean he's the the leader. The, the can't talk the uh, strikeout percentage leader on the slate. I mean, uh, the only other guy was Pablo at thirty, and he's at thirty one. And I mean, it's a tough spot, obviously, with Toronto, like one of the lower K rates, and uh, but it's one of those things where a good pitcher can overcome that too. Uh, and if we're looking at a board where there's no one projected like up over eight or nine, there's no um, Spencer Striders or anyone like that on here, then you have to look at those those top strikeout percentage guys. Right, it's there. Like it's there. And again, you know, I know there really is no perfect time frame. Again, I like two weeks because I think that helps to smooth out some of the pitching quality, yeah, or a road trip and stuff. But all the that stuff's been below average. So I think they're a pop on the bump on the other side has been Jose Berrios, who I've been backing the entire year. People, you know how fantasy analysts can't be. As sure. God bless him. We love him. But they kind of tossed the baby out with the bathwater a lot of times. Yeah. And even Everybody buried him. dead. I yeah. never liked Berrios as an ace. Like I was never the second round Berrios drafter. But when we started saying this guy was trash, I was adding and trading for him. Yeah. And again, because the underlying stuff is good. We're seeing control, only 7% walk. He does have the 30 CSW. You know, the foul ball rate below 15, something I also put on the sheet. That's part of the efficiency stuff I look at. You know, and another one, thanks to Johnny, helped me out. Um, I'm calling it mispercentage. He had it listed as middle, middle. If anybody was looking at the sheet and wondering what that new uh, column was, it said miss. And it's Savant has those, you know, it's a physical box. It's like a ge it's like a geometric box. So it quite literally is like a meatball. Like it literally is, <laughs> it's it's like a, you know, it, dude, it's like a baseball sized hole that you do not want to be in right. at all. And Barrios has one of the lowest in the in the league there. So he's been very good around the edges, and that explains the suppressed hard contact rate. So and I don't know if I want to bet yeah, that, Boston because the offense has been a bit disappointing, but 
man, I, I think Paxton is the K guy I'm looking for. And I think Boston for the win might be my my donkey, my uh my bad chalk. What do you got? Yeah, no, I mean I was trying to find an angle here on this game, and it's tough because both pitchers are pretty good. Uh the matchups are both pretty tough. Uh the split stuff, I mean, Boston's gonna throw like six or seven lefties out there, but Barrios actually has some pretty decent numbers against lefties this year. You yeah, as far as disciplinary stuff, he does have a 280 batting average allowed, which is not right. great. But 24K to 8 walk is pretty strong considering. Right. And the other thing is like, you know, you mentioned Barrios. Like his biggest issue last year was just like throwing fastballs down the middle. Then yeah. and, and He, he was not, falling behind, right? That's what happened. And he was falling right. behind and, he, and then he couldn't, you know, he couldn't get ahead and couldn't use his curveball. His stuff is still good. He's just finally yeah. like actually pitching again. There's so many people don't realize the, the art of pitching and how much goes into that versus because these guys all I mean, there's no pitcher in the big leagues doesn't have good stuff right i mean it's a matter of how you pitch yeah. so he's just a guy who made a few tweaks and adjustments and he's been by and large pretty good so uh it's really tough my my model leans boston but probably because paxton's been so great uh and the, the toronto offense has been so meh right um yeah. but other than that, it's I think it's kind of a toss up. It's almost like a yeah, I hear you. I, although we we do have Paxton is in the bin for the K prop leader. Yeah, I like. Let's that. go. This next one's very easy for me. I don't really have much because I just have my generalities, and again, I you know generalities can get you in trouble. I learned from DFS players to be not completely ignore, like never completely ignore games because that'll be the game that jumps up and bites you in the arse. If you're betting, you could be a little bit more like oh whatever. I don't just don't have to bet that. But if you're going to play the K-leader stuff, right, then you have to incorporate it. I, so I gave it a look. But it's Alex Cobb. He's back from injury. And that's the generality I mentioned. I just I, – I attack pitchers coming off of injury, coming off of the IL and stuff. He's going up against Cookie Carrasco, who's been just atrocious. Lately, 6-2 ERA, a 1-5-5 whip, even a 5-plus Sierra last 400 pitches thrown. I mean, I couldn't find the split where it's working. He has a 4.5K minus BB and a 40% ball rate, 90% zone contact. Carrasco's been gross. This is a pretty strong spot for San Francisco. I know that there are sharp people on San Francisco today. I cannot back pitchers off the hiatus. So I kind of scratch them out. What do you got, Danny? Like I said, for me, oh, what I normally call these, this is like an over or nothing, meaning like, because I think Cookie's going to yeah. give some up. So maybe I like the giant team total, but I'm leaving. Yeah, basically that's the, the same lens. I mean, if you if you view if you did if, if you viewed Cobb as okay, good to go, giving you five six innings, then the Giants is, is a nice value on the money line there because yeah, I'd be higher up. If we're if this was game was a month ago. Right, and we were getting Cobb in peak form, then it wouldn't be what minus thirty or one thirty or one forty-five or whatever. So, um, I, but I do like the over. the The numbers suggest the over too, just because um, Carrasco has been so bad, and the Giants' offense yep. has been surging. Uh, and if yeah, we think absolutely. that, and the Giants' pen behind Cobb isn't all that good. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. Is it flat? Oh, yeah, eight and a half. Wow, that's what you know. It goes to show you. I gotta. I got to look, Ben. You know, sometimes yeah. you, you assume, I thought this one, I saw it at nine. I thought we'd be going towards 10, and I kind of waved it. At eight and a half, yeah, I think we're going over. You you, you agree with me on that one, Dan? We're going oh, over yeah. eight and a half? Okay, yeah, let's go it. over eight and a half. Jay, great job. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Sorry to cut you off. Finish up. No, I, I like it at eight and a half. I had it I had it at nine, too. I did not see that points bet at eight and a half. That's awesome. Oh, LOL Mets, right? Dude, LOL Mets. It's so bad. And I listen, I like the, I'm not like a Mets fan. I'm a Yankee fan, but I, I, know I don't care about that stuff. I don't bash the Mets. My friends are Mets fans. I got family that are from Mets fans. My father right. is a tremendous Mets fan. I was just at the Cyclones game. Like, dude, Mets, Mets family. It's all good. It is really bad. They're really, really bad. It's like, it's pull your hair up, man. Max Scherzer shoving on the mound with a two-run lead, and you can't be a, a Brewer team. Like, yeah, granted, they're like a division leader of the worst division ever. You know, yeah. it's so bad. And it's Adrian Hauser, you know, putting the bricks on, stalling Monte. How many times did Monte shit the bed yesterday? It was so bad. Every time he's up with the bases loaded, which is double play, nothing, striking out. So, so bad. I tend to think I did a futures thing for the athletic. Mathematically, the Mets are still in it because the yeah. new playoff structure allows everybody to get in, right? Everybody, sure. everybody makes it. And they're not going to sell off. I don't think they're catching the Braves with the playoff window. Dude, we all know how quick 10 games can turn around. Yeah. Right? Oh, Mets won 10 in a row going into the break. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my goodness. Now they're three games out, and you have to consider them as being serious. And then they would have the firepower for a short series. So uh, everyone's been asking me if I'm writing off the Mets. The answer is no. No. For the low it's hole, way too early. For the short term, oh, my God, they're so bad. 
Yeah. The worst. Well, thing. yeah, the offense. All right. Been- Next one. Hold on. My sneakiest name. The sneakiest name that I, that I, that I mentioned you. Dan, I wish I had a picture of your face when I said this pitcher's name as one of the leaders because you're, you're like popped up. It's Brian Hoeing for the fish. He's on the road against. Atlanta, I know somebody out there is going to tell me I might as well just burn my money because at least then I can get some warmth. But hoeing, 2-3 Erie, 1-2 whip. But remember, if we're talking tapestry, if we're talking underpinning stuff, yeah. the it's actually not bad. He has the 30 CSW, 25 and a half whiff, 68 first strike, 84 zone contact. So Again, uh, if you look at the raw stuff, it's not there. Twenty percent K is kind of whack. Eleven K minus BB is kind of whack. Nine nine swinging strikes kind of whack. Yeah, he yeah. throws a lot of off speed stuff, but he throws it for strikes and he gets ahead. Right, that's reflected in the heavy duty first strike rate. Sixty eight first strike is very good. Also, six percent miss, very low. Thirteen percent foul, also very low. So he's very good at working the edges. That's how I use these contact metrics. What was the what was the pitch count against the Pirates? Do you have that or no? I don't have that. Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? What was this pitch count in the last start against the Pirates? Okay, hold on. I have, I have all hoeing stuff here because I I was I was looking at it. Oh, you're right. It maxed. You know what? It maxed at 65. I think I read somewhere that they wanted to get him all the way up. But maybe yeah, they're going to pull back on it because, you know, that happens to me, Dan. Sometimes you do work and I didn't write it down and I don't want to quote it like I did before. Uh, yeah, I don't want to quote it because I, I, thought I, I thought I read that they were getting hoeing stretched out all the way. But okay. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I mentioned that that pitch ceiling, 65 pitches ain't going to get it done against the Braves. I mean, so. theoretically, if they stretch them to 80, if you can go 15 each, now you're at 80. Now you're at, like, at least in the ballpark. But for Maybe a guy we with need them, him one more time around. Right. You know, I'll tell you what, if he pitches another Friday, dude, it doesn't matter what the magic is. Hogan's going to be 101. You know, he's All right. Okay, so yeah. now my other betting question for you, strategically speaking, one of the other big mistakes I've made, Dan, this whole year is going up against these these crazy good offenses. Yeah. Like, stop trying – I mean, I'm telling myself here. Stop trying to pitch against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to pitch against the Braves. Braves, yep. So I'm kind of leaving this one alone. Again, if you like the Braves, it's Braves run line or nothing. Find a good price those nights and nothing. Even with Soroka on the bump, he – again, I can't back eyes off the aisle. So I'm not on Soroka tonight. No. So to me, this is another what over or nothing. I, maybe sharp money's on Miami at five. I don't even know. What do you got on like a Jazz Chisholm uh, total basis? Maybe I'm just see that up. now. Now I think you're probably now you're probably speaking my language because because he's been just red hot since coming on. Yeah, the, he came back. That whole offense took off, and then on top of it, this goes into the pitching kind of stuff. Soroka coming back is probably not going to have a a lot in the tank. He's like I, a ten. Soroka's a ten percent strikeout rate guy i mean i mean jazz is, i mean that's the th- i like targeting big strikeout hitters like a jazz chisholm against a low strikeout guy like he's right make we wanted to make that contact that we know right. we're and he looks good he already he's hitting the ball hard off the il you know what let's let's do that especially it's nice and heavy plus 120 i can dig on that I I mean, that's a nice that. for a guy that's just smoking the ball and and who's got great speed he can turn a single and no double i mean that's a nice bet i like that yeah and and right soroka i don't think you're gonna get a ton from he hasn't looked good in the bit we've seen him and Atlanta's bull in the middle. I don't, that's the one part of Atlanta that I think is quite vulnerable. Like, if you're yeah, in the Atlanta bullpen in innings four, five, six, seven, like, you could get to them. They're not they're, – they're, I don't mean to say they're not that good. Their offense is just whitewashing all types of all types of flaws on that team. You know what I mean? They just mash the hell out of everybody front to back that lineup. And now, like, Michael Harris is hitting. My God, when a guy like him is hitting, you're in trouble. All right, next up. It's Rono Blanco and the Astros on the road against Texas and White Wolf of Winterfeld, John Gray. Heavy juice on the Rangers. You know, it's funny. People, the Astros are still kind of carrying, like, these taxes. The offense is starting to get it going, though. So I, yeah. I've kind of been avoiding them because I feel like the talent is there. But without Jordan Alvarez, it's not like they're a juggernaut. What do you think right. about Blanco? I've been having a hard time getting a read on him, so Me I've too. kind of faded this one. Big swing and strike, man. Big whiff, big, right? time. big time, right? It's the it's tough because how many you know you're trying to weight him as a starter versus a lot of those innings came as a reliever when he was coming in and just throwing an inning at a time. His his work as a starter though has been respectable. The walk rate is up. I I worry about the walks um, and the hard contact too, but it's it's a game I don't have a real strong lean on because. I don't really want to attack Houston uh, yeah, because they just scored a million runs last night, too. Maybe that's recency bias on my own part. 
Uh, and I hate going against Texas, even if John Gray's been kind of up and down too. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Gray, Gray lately, right? It's been a – oh, no, Gray's been really good as, as of late. But it's Houston also. Houston was like lighting up my offensive page. I really kind of out of nowhere. We spoke about this like a week or two ago to look out for this, and then it just kind of manifested crazy. They're number one in strikeout rate, number one in walk rate, number one in zone contact rate, and then top five in hard hit and WOBA, WRC+. Plus. So like they've actually looked really good. Again, yeah. if Texas comes out and mashes with, Jay, with Gray looking good, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised. But the Rangers are just carrying such heavy juice that That's it's been easy for me to defeat. Yeah, it's been easy for me to leave. All right. Yes, my favorite games to break down from pitching are games in cores because I don't do any pitching work. I don't do any damn pitching work in cores. So, Dan, you can have this one. It's Lorenzen and the Tigers. Oh, you know what? This one again, I, you know, I discard these games and then I look at the price. Gee, bring up – I got Detroit to win this. Like, and if they're – if the price is right, I'll get on a Detroit money line. Yeah, that's yeah, nice if we get price. minus 115, I'll take – I'll get Detroit to win this one. Not so much in the pitching. I think we're going to mash. You know, it's gone. Gomber. And Lorenzen's been good. And the, ti- the Tigers are hitting. So Tigers I are know, hitting. And, yeah. And, and they hit left. The hitting is good. Yeah. yeah, they've yeah. Been, thank you. You know, thank you. Especially, you know, the surface stats hadn't caught up to the expected stuff. And now they are. Detroit was just was just killing. Like, they were top three expected Wolves against lefties for 30 days. Fourth, like 14 or 30 days, you know, it finally sometimes happened, those yeah. numbers pop with big outputs, yeah, right, yeah, Torkelson and, so I know, and I know you're no, yeah, man, the Detroit, I like Detroit tonight. Uh, you know, I'm probably not on their player props because they'll probably be juiced up, but if you can get them at one what, minus 115, I like that a lot. Question about cores and the pitching props do you find that they affect your pitching props? I the, know, the, I know. There's like a ball people, movement is a thing. The ball movement for certain guys who are reliant on the kind of north and south, like a like a twelve to six curveball. Sometimes guys who are reliant on a heavy like a sinker uh, pitches that have more north south, uh, you know, vertical movement. But at the same time, uh, Colorado has been so tempting this year because if you want the opposing pitcher, like Colorado's been striking out a ton. So it's kind of one of those things where you have to weigh the balance, like. I'm not going to fade a really good K pitcher just because he's in cores if there's a good spot. Uh, but at the same time, you you don't want to go out of your way to bet those because you know that the run prevention is an issue. Like most guys aren't going to go as deep or pitch as long. Uh, they're going to that that stadium catches up with you eventually, right? Whether it's home yeah. runs or just guys getting doubles and singles and piling up hits. So it's yeah, Kershaw was dealing. He only had two Ks, right? And you feel I like on- smarter pitchers kind of understand that. Yeah. And they're not trying to – it's just I think you have to go about it differently. And, like, and not everybody gets it. Kershaw had a big lead, too. Like, I know some pitchers pitch differently when they get out to six, seven yeah. run lead. Like, I'm not here to strike everybody out. I'm just here to get the next 15 outs and get out of here, you know. That's another thing, too, so. Yeah, pretty sharp. All right, next up we got Trolley Dodgers and Bobby Miller, young sensation on the bump against the Royales with cheese. I, I got to be – I always take my – very transparent. I had never heard of Alec Marsh, who we pitching for. <laughs> no, either Kansas City. I didn't. I didn't really have a book on him. I, I don't have anything on him. Which again is like a fantasy analyst and like really <laughs> draft champion degenerate. I don't know how this stuff happens, but it does happen. Now, what we want to look at is Bobby Miller. This is how do I put it? This kind of goes back to what I mentioned to you at the beginning, right? Right at the very outset of. How we just look like what perspective we go from. So here's the deal. Bobby Miller coming up through the minor leagues, big time strikeout stuff. I mean, 30, he was carrying a 30% K rate throughout every single step of the minors. Right. It has not really materialized yet. 22.5K, 11 swinging strike, 24 CSW. These are not great. But the first strike rates there are 67. The chase rate is there at 34. He's getting hit in his own. Kansas City, though. The strikeout stuff's off the is they're they're tailspinning, right? They're in a tailspin right yeah. now. I know sometimes everybody listen, blind squirrels find nuts. Kansas City terrible. 27.5% K. That's bottom three, last 500 PAs. 13 and a half swing strike, 34 chase, 82 zone contact. Real so bad. my question is, even though Bobby Miller not really lighting up the K stuff, you think this is a I, I think he's 10 to 1 or 12 to 1? I you think I, he's got a chance at King he 10, was my ne- right, you yeah. need 10 strikeouts. He was my next guy to go in the bucket. And I think we can get him over 5-5 five, five at plus money if you – can we get that over 5-5? Five, five? Okay, so Jay, 
if that's the case, Jay, we want that continued. In. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I know his last two starts have been rough, but this Matt, this is one of those things where you. Le- I'm leaning into the matchup more than the pitcher because we know that he can do it. He struck out seven a couple times against yeah. Philly and New York against good teams. Uh, we just saw we just saw Gavin Williams and Bieber go in there from Cleveland and strike get like eight nine strikeouts, ten strikeouts for Bieber there night. Like uh, Kansas City is just terrible right now. So I yeah. I like the idea of Bobby Miller going in there like a get right spot. Coach telling him pump the fastball, get ahead in the count. One hundred and five pitches against Philly also. Yeah, he's got he's all stretched out, uh, and so I would put him in the bucket and I would I have him bet it over five five for strikeouts. Yes, so. Dan, again, you know, you speak to smart people and smart things. Same page, bro. Yeah. So, number one, great call, Miller. Number two, thank you for bringing up something I had forgotten already, which is as much as we love the daily K stuff, if especially if you're being somewhat particular with picking them, take your arse over to the the, the alt props and make sure we were mentioning this, Dan, especially when it comes to the favorites. Let's uh, the chalk, right? The guys at the top. For them to win the daily, you need 10 strikeouts. I mean, you really do, especially on a full slate. Yeah. There's a very good chance it happens all the time. We have sharp people in the comment section, like, fanning the stuff out constantly. The over nine and a half old prop might pay twice as much as the cave leader. And yeah, in theory, you could strike out 10 guys and not get the daily. Right. And you talk about you're going to want to kill yourself after that, dude. Yeah. Because you, you know, you nailed 10. Getting the 10K old prop is really sweet. But and you know it just goes to show you. I know well, one of the famous one of mine is making sure you look if you ever find a, a player that has an over one half total base, you have to check the base hit prop. Right. Sometimes those are different price, but it's the same bet. Yeah. Right. Like the same, literally the same exact bet. They just put them on different pages it's with different weird. prices, knowing that people are not necessarily going to look. So well, we talk about we talk with these guys about building the K ladders. Uh, we, and when you get a guy around four five or five five who you know has good stuff and who has upside for seven eight nine those are the best ones because you get really nice value. how many steps up do you like to go it's base plus two or it depends if you were down da- if you're down at four five or five five i could go base plus three but right uh, because you could get nine sure you could get eight or nine you're right. not asking for 15 right if you're going up like if you're betting on like max scherzer over six five or over seven five then you may only want to go two uh and as soon as you get up to like eight five nine five like a strider prop is not much there's not much room for any kind of problem, and you're not getting great numbers on those either. So, but uh, yeah, we hit one the other day that uh, was Blake Snell last. Blake Snell's been great for ladders lately because he's yeah. been six five and has been striking out ten guys regularly. But uh, that'll obviously the market will adjust to that, and you kind of just keep keep looking for the next guy. But uh, I think he strikes me as one of those guys. Maybe maybe um, Beto from Pittsburgh and uh, and and Miller here is two guys who are are ladderable plus three. Yeah, see that's that. Again, thank you so much. That's that's what we're talking about. That, that's the kind of stuff, you know, again, people, because I do all this work, and I, I appreciate that people love my work, and the feedback, it really is overwhelming sometimes. And I never stop working. I always try to get better. But it still doesn't mean I have my hands on everything. I can't keep a, pay, a pulse on everything. So I'm always pumping and promoting people like yourself and Maddie and Frankie and whoever else I can find that really cares, right, more so my guys that play a prop, Right, monotone football is a goat, and play yeah, pops monotone. a lot. These guys are the goats, yo. And yourself included, not just because you guys make money at this, and not just because you have good process and are good teachers. You care about people. Like we actually talk about not misleading people. Yeah, but you know, it it sucks, man, because you could see into the future a little bit across the pond. Nations that have had legalization really hurt a lot of people that get sucked mm. into. Gambling, not understanding that there are other ways to do it and different ways to do it and stuff like that. Right. So there's very few people like ourselves that are going to talk about betting without putting money on something. Yeah, you know I mean? right. Like, I'm the only person that's ever I've ever heard talk about that stuff. So I talk anyway. about it all the time, just like having an inform. Whatever your process is, it's, as long as it's an informed process. And I love watching your stuff and listening to your stuff because you are probably the best person in the industry at explaining how you got to where you're. Wow, and thank you. I'm gonna thank you. I can't. That's no, the I truth. can't. There that's are people like I came up. I came up following your stuff. I look up to you, and then like, hey, it really means a lot to me because that's yeah. been the same with Matt and other guys like that. You know what I mean? I mean, that's your mo, and I I think yeah. the, fact, the fact that you lead with that and you have such a genuine kind of honesty about it, like, and we're doing Dude, I had to together. Do it to keep building. the lights on. Right. I had to do it to keep the lights on. I know, and it's deep. hard. And I think when I look back, I'm really lucky. But again, I, I wasn't betting blind. You know, I'm yeah, right. Having a professional 
trading plan and instituting it towards baseball. But like, man, I don't know if I could do it right now. So that's why it means so much to me that people get that you can get really beat up. But then people are like, should I stop betting? Wait, no, that's the last thing you should do. You should continue, keep doing the work. Maybe just stop betting the money, right? Betting is in the mind. Betting is on the paper. The sure. money is the weight is different. Those are two different things. You should be able to present to me, like if I was your boss, 30 days of profit or 60 days of profit. And then right. I would tell you, all right, Dan, you're hired. Go live. Get Here's some money. Right. You know, and a lot of people don't do that. They just take money and run into the casino and they get whacked. Yeah. They do it again. They get beat up again. They get beat up again, beat up again. And meanwhile, had you just used my simple process of not using live money at first, you might have saved yourself. And I've seen this. Yeah. 12 buy-ins, 15 buy-ins. And I'm like, dude, I just bought you a freaking car. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. by, just whatever, kind of stupid advice. You know, I mean, I, I talk great. all the time about unit size. Like, if you can start out betting a dollar a bet for a month, yeah. show profit, then you go to $5 a unit. Yeah, and you go yeah, yeah, yeah. Again. I mean, it's, like, you know, it's building blocks, man. What do you, I mean, I, put, I remember a tweet I put out that really, really pissed people off. And then we'll flash through the rest of this. It was, the thing that pisses people off is not understanding like there's like ego tied to it so if you have a thousand dollar bankroll and this is what i used the example is if you have a thousand dollar bankroll you're supposed to be betting 25 dollars and this is what kills not 25 dollars per game you're supposed to be getting 25 dollars that's it for the night yeah, right two and a half percent that's it i'm just, i hate people hate to hear it there are no five percent unit whale maxes that's not no. You want to get fired on the trading floor, that's how you get fired. <laughs> you risk more than 2.5% of your daily risk. Because anybody's going to tell you there's variance, you're going to end up going to get smoked on the road to ruin. So anyway, yeah. Dan, really appreciate you bringing some process to it. So this one we could fly through. It's my right. crappy, crappy New York Yankees and Severino, who's also stunk, against the crappy, crappy Cardinals and Libertor, who's stunk. stunk so yeah. I just wish I was one of the donkeys that said, let's bet the over 11 I don't do that, like I mentioned. So I'm just kind of off this one. Yeah, if, if you wanted to, again, I'm off of it altogether because it's really hard to get a read on what set version of Sevy you're getting. And Libertor has been meh. The just like a total base prop. I love Harrison Bader. Like that guy, come he brings it. He um and has been like a career lefty masher as far as splits goes. So he's I believe he's plus money for over two over a, a base and a half if you can find it. Bader, sure. We can take that one, too. Also, I want to mention something that I liked about both of these plays, Dan. They're both on the road, and I like locking up that ninth fin. Ninth inning, yep. Yep. Right. It's a big one. It's a it big is. people don't. Some people look overlook all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, that is bad. Dude, what are we paying for? You're quite literally paying per plate appearance. Yep. You're paying for the plate appearance. That's the only – right? I've never crossed the prop without coming to the plate. You can't do it. So, yeah. I, it's something the- that you can. Right? High team total. High implied total. Uh, well, in this case, I don't think favorite really matters. It's so close, right? We're expecting it to go to 13 or whatever. So, really, everybody, make sure you smash the like button, rate, review, and subscribe. Call to the Pan HQ. Thank you so much, Grant. Thank you, OPMG. That stuff's like, that stuff's really, it really means a lot to me. That stuff. Um, it, it really chat lo- The chat loves you, bro. Yo, man, I, listen, I work, These I know, I show reeks of effort. I work really, really hard. I work really, really hard to help people. That's what I live, that's what I quite literally live for this. If I wanted to make my money as a pro sports better again, I would be doing this shit. I mean, doing what I was doing, which is you're doing it at nighttime and you're sweating all the time. You're constantly pacing and you're sick up to your stomach all the time. That's what that's the real life of professional better that people don't want to talk about. What I love, the, all the you know, now we have these dinosaur sharps on Twitter. They're all bitter because they're not entertaining enough to produce content. They're, you know, if, if you're not, you're not pussy, you're not gonna be. Dude, anybody should, could be able to produce content. It's up to the, the consumer. They're and anyway, entertainment yeah, costs money. What did you, yeah, these guys are yeah. goobers. You, you ever you ever come out of a restaurant with more money in your pocket than when you walked in, or an amusement park for that matter? No, no, <laughs> entertainment costs money. Yep, it, it derp. It, these guys are so derp. It really it just infuriates me. It, it just it just infuriates me because well, if you could, if you were actual better, you'd be doing it. No, I like my hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I like having hours. Why you know why is Osimo um, not you know if he could win a million dollars playing DFS, why does he have his own site and teaching people like right? And it, it, it and doesn't he make has. any sense. And right. he has. And he still they, does. I like that you, in particular, they do a fantastic job of entertaining. Yeah. So I find I could give a crap less if that a single guy in that room made a dollar during NFL season. I could give a shit less. I'm watching every minute of that content. And that's what I hope we kind of get here because I've had my ups and downs like everybody else. You know, and I don't hide that stuff. Man, yeah. All right. Let's see. Let's try, let's try to wrap up short. So that one's an over or nothing. Again, yeah. I'm going to just leave it. 
And I'm not going with any of the K stuff there. I think the offense no. is – that one's offense is reigning supreme. So next one, it's Tommy Henry. we got to cross him off. He doesn't have any of the K stuff. Against Griffin Canning. Now, here's my question. Canning does have a lot of the strikeout peripherals we look for. Plus 12% swing and strike, 29 CSW, 28% whiff rate. Wins in the zone, induces some chases. My question for you, Dan, is – is Arizona one of those offenses to avoid? Yeah, I think so. No I, shit, I just, right? I just can't do it with K guys. I mean, I I do like I I mean I'm gonna throw this to you because I think you're the F five guy. I do like the F five matchup here because Canning is he's legit. He's yeah. not necessarily. I like him a lot. He's, he's and I think Tommy Henry is not very good at all. He has a couple good starts in a row here, but his peripherals still look really bad. Yeah, and uh, he's gonna be facing you know. A bunch of righties and the best left-handed hitter in baseball at hitting lefties, Otani. So I mean, I I like an Angels F five here. But he's really struggled of... against lefties as well, Tommy Henry. That lefty's right. play has been has been rough for him, dude. He's one of these guys I pull my hair out betting against when they beat me. It's just like, yeah, no, you're right. Come X five three X fit five three K minus walk E rate five really three bad. Sierra six percent K minus walk. I just I can't stomach these guys. I don't know how they survive. I think he could get served today. So I think I like LA to win. But again, I'm being quite honest about my process. I every time I see him seem to go up against Texas or go up against Arizona, they kind of do what these teams do. You mentioned not wanting to go up against the snakes. The, the disciplinary stuff's off the off the wall. 19% yeah. K to 9% walk. Eight and a half swing and strike. That's best in the league. 30 chase rate, 87 zone contact. They do everything correctly. Right. As far as discipline goes. Really so tough. I guess maybe that's my last question when it comes to this stuff is I know you mentioned, right? We mentioned finding pitchers with good stuff. We mentioned finding the teams that swing and miss and maybe are in the tank for a minute. Will you allow that disciplinary? Oh, you know what? You mentioned it with Washington, but I want to hear also with this. Do you allow a team's disciplinary strength to maybe get you away from it, or is it just on those pitchers kind of on the cusp? Like Strider, you don't care, but you know maybe Josiah Gray, you do. I think yeah, like you have to be a case by case basis. Like Strider is kind of matchup proof versus Griffin Canning, who's not. Who, who? If this was a better matchup, we would be smashing his K prop or or backing him a little more than we are because. Uh, you know, he's just hasn't shown the sample size. Uh, Griffin Canning, like what was good for a couple of years ago and then hurt and coming back and starting to well, finally start. reassert himself. But like, you know, we just haven't seen him really do it a, a whole bunch of times yet. Um, They're letting him go right now, though. I don't know if you noticed that. I think he has 100 pitches thrown. Which is nice to see. Yeah. His last three games. My question for you is, is that too much juice on the F5 to, and do you hate laying half a run? Or because uh, I'm I'm picking your brain because you have so much more experience with F5 here. Like it's minus one thirty uh, and minus half. A no, line. that's right where I draw the line. Okay, I yeah, thought it would one, be right. That's right where I that's right where I draw the line. Even one thirty five. I was similar to you, kind of when I asked you when you had that one fifty. You're very rarely going to see me minus one fifty. I'm pretty much pairing at that point. Yeah. I have learned from better betters than myself to pay minus one thirty. I used to look at one thirty as like a wild as a juice. Yeah, and you almost gotta take your medicine sometimes. You do. No, you gotta take your medicine because so you're just I, books I are will, sharp. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, sharp. I will pay. The thing that I like to talk about here more than anything is the disparity between the money line and the run line. Do that calculation, and again, I'm mentioning it. And Maddie had to clean up my mess yesterday. I didn't with the Tigers. They ended up winning that one anyway, which is a good process. But you got to make sure that you're not paying a premium for that run, especially when you have to spot it. Right, meaning Dan and all everyone out there, meaning I'll pay the juice if you're giving me the run. That's a little bit different because I start winning. But I don't we don't want to pay too much of a juice to have to cover a run through five innings. That's a very difficult bet. Right. I don't think people see it as difficult as as it is. It is. You know, scoring runs is really tough. That said, I again I think LA gets it. Okay. All right, next up, this one's a junk game. Tanner Banks is just going to open for the White Sox against Funky Cold Medina for the elephants <laughs> balancing on beach balls and the athletics. Unfortunately, for us, who we love the A, we love all the trash teams. Like that's that's our thing. You know what I mean? Like we're yeah. we're like the garbage pail kids, but they're bad right now, right? Mm -hmm. I I always always describe even the best or worst teams waves. Right now, this is a bad team in a down wave. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. Rooker is almost unrosterable. Can't hit they it. even yeah. didn't they send a story Reese down to the bottom of the lineup? I think. Mm -hmm. Those are bad signs, right? He's the he's like the, he's a rookie guy's 35 80 games in, he's a franchise player already. But right now they're in a lot of trouble. Medina stinks. 
The offense, it, it stinks. They have a 188 team batting average last 500 plate appearances. They're dead last in everything. Dead, just do dead last in everything. Homers, runs, doubles. They have a team OPS of 546 over 500 plate appearances. That's a rough. team <laughs> OPS. That's a 55 WRC plus. Things are so bad for the A's when they're dead, when they're bad, right? Listen, we bet them that whole win streak, brother. That whole win streak every day, first five. Dun, 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 dun. The bottom falls out. Yo, run for the hills. They're unbettable right now. And I can't right. You can't really back openers for anything. So no, that's is, it's a gross a waste, game. right? Yeah, I would just throw it out. I was no no props, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. Maybe White Sox offense if you do like other games, right? If you're into other formats. Yeah, they, I'll tell you what though. That, I the, mentioned it because I know you have some DFS clout. You do some of that work you're around people that do. This yeah. is a perfect example. Legit. This is like the, the the case study, the case in point of where I would get burned in DFS. Like, oh, this game is stupid. So like, right. I'm not going to worry about this game. But there the would White be a million could... runs scored in this game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I saw you take like almost take down a couple tournaments there night, right? Didn't you? I double bink, I double bink with a single bullet the other night. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Congrats. you know what my thing is? I'm very, very good at small slates. Yeah, because I can put Six that games, little bit of extra games. work into it, and I feel like I really get a good case of it. And it just it's always kind of it's always kind of worked to me. And it's you know what? That's a great lesson for it. Go is do the stuff that works for you. I hadn't been doing really great with Jock Market. They they canceled my show, so I pulled all my money out. <laughs> but like that's it's stupid. I was making a ton of money on it. That was part yeah. of my sales pitch. Was I took their free like I, maybe that's why they didn't pick up my show. I took their free ten dollar promo, dude. I turned like thirty five hundred dollars. I don't know. Not that he was mad, but like that's pretty. That's a lot of damn. That's that's good. Yeah, that's a lot of ROI wise. You forgot a six figure. Out the words, yeah, figures. right. So I went back to Jock Market this past week. I'm cashing every single day. And it's the same idea. You just find what works. Like betting, you got to be so particular. This player over one and a half total bases, dude. That's very binary. You either win or you lose. You're putting yep. cash on it. It's things like chalk market. These other ones, you're kind of like it's like betting like areas. It's like a vector blast. Mm -hmm. You know, you buy shares of players on a team. If one of them, one of them could be good enough to put you in a in a, in a green. Whereas in DFS, you have a couple zeros, you're out. Yeah, right. Or in DFS, also, if you have the best player in the slate on DFS, that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, true. If you have the best player in a jock market, slate, he's thirty percent owned or something, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah, right. And in jock market, because the prices move with the ownership, there is no chalk. Chalk is price, right? So there is no cheap chalk, because if it was chalk, it'd be expensive. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a, right. It has a price finding mechanism, so it's brilliant. It's just too hard for the regular idiot person in America. That's why I told him. <laughs> I told that right to his face. I told that right to his face. <laughs> Think about how stupid the average person is, and then remember, half the people are stupid. Half people are stupid. <laughs> That's a famous George Carlin quote that I absolutely yeah, love. He's more true. of a philosopher now in my old age. Than a yeah, yeah. But it's no the truth. People, that game's way too hard. The whatever brand put up that Robin Hood thing. That's the real gym. Oh dear, I forgot. If you were in a, if you're in a rush, last one. It's all you, McClanahan and Bryce Miller, strikeout studs galore. McClanahan is the chalk, and that's kind of the only reason I faded him. Plus, he had coming off the injury. Jay mentioned it to me. What about Bryce Miller? The Rays, not quite what they were to coming out of the box. They chase a lot, swing and miss a lot. You think Bryce Miller goes in the bucket? Ah, uh, I, don't, I don't have him in the bucket currently, only because he's just been so up and down. Um, but I think you make a good point that the Rays are trending back and, and kind of back to the field a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Yandy Diaz um, is human, unfortunately. I, I have a weird He's thing not going to hit 50 home runs. He's not going to He's not. Shane, <laughs> Shane has been my guy in the past, but yeah, oh, he's said, coming off the injury. This is a weird spot because, you like, I hate to use recent examples, but, like, Patrick Corbin went out and just dominated this Mariners team the other day, and it's Patrick Corbin. It, the numbers really back Shane here over 6'5", um, even if he hasn't done it lately. Yeah, I mean, depending what kind of number you can get, I do like Shane. I don't think I'm paying his price in DFS. I don't think don't I really you think want... he's a he. I we don't have all props, but even though his prop is at six and a half, right? It's juiced a bit. He's probably a very good example of. You could probably get better than plus four twenty for his ten strikeouts, right? So, mm -hmm. if you like McClanahan, bet the ten strikeouts and not the daily prop. We're going to put Bryce is going to be the fifth piece in the bucket. Okay. Dan, the bucket. promote your stuff really quick on the way out because we we got to get you out of here. Yeah, no doubt, man. Listen, I'm an athletic Dan DFS. Uh, I do wrote stuff for Rotoballer for betting and DFS. And then I have my own sub stack where I do daily betting picks 
um, check me out. It's my links in my Twitter bio. And uh, gosh, just happy to be here with you, man. And glad to talk baseball. Anytime you want to talk, John. Oh man, thank you so much, dude. I mean, you're 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 one of the the staples. You know, you're one of the pieces of the community that matter because you're not a jerk. Appreciate that. You're no, not I mean, a jerk. Well, that's, I don't know if that's is that even that nice of a thing to say to somebody. Well, there's a lot <laughs> of jerks. Total now. jerk. But it's the truth. No, you're a great guy, but you work really hard. You're also very consistent through your up and downs. You're also very transparent. These are the things that matter. Well, right? I mean, these I are the things that matter. They real, the same, they're the things at least that matter to me. To me. The same thing can be said for you. And I, I yeah, well, uh, dude, I followed you first. I yeah. fo- I was your fan first. No, 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 no. That's the truth. I, I am unashamed about taking or at least trying to emulate the best pieces of, my, of the best people that I yeah. wear on my sleeve all the way. I love your process. I just took your process and I turned it up the volume to about 1,000. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, so our we're going to get out of here with the basket for everybody. So Jay is slowly scrolling through our picks for the day. It's only a couple. No worries. Hit me up on Twitter. We got you. Get the Thunder Dance, Substack, he got you. We wanted to get this, this, this bucket. And the bucket is Jay, Mr. Cooper on the ones and twos, hardest working producer in the business. It's Pablo Lopez, it's Oswaldo Beto, James Paxton, Bobby Miller, and Bryce Miller. Oh, I love that. We had they're all they're over the board. Fillers. Yeah. Yep. And we're at a min- minimum of like 10 to 1, 12 to 1, 14 to 1. So if you split these even, we go three to one on the board. And hopefully we walk away with a really nice hit. Thank you, Dan, so much. Thank you so much, everybody out there. OPMG, everybody blessing us throughout. Brian Rose, Grant Smith, you guys just mean the world to us. Maddie W, everybody out there. Seriously, without you, there is no us. So enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, yo. And remember, when you work this hard, there's a lot less luck. Enjoy the weekend, Dan. Love you, kid. Peace. Peace, bro. Peace out.